Welcome to the Farm Bits Podcast, a product of Nebraska Extension Digital Agriculture. I'm Jackson Stansel. And I'm Samantha Teton. And we come to you each week to discuss the trends, the realities, and the value of digital agriculture. Through interviews and panels with experts, producers, and innovators from all sectors of digital technology, we hope that you step away from each episode with new practical knowledge of digital agriculture technology. Hello, Farm Bits followers, and welcome back to the Farm Bits Podcast. In this episode, we will be taking a look at imagery for use for precision crop protection. Tim Pearson, Regional Sales Manager for Tyrannus, joins us on this episode to discuss the Tyrannus platform and the ways in which it is being leveraged to help trusted advisors bring better, smarter decisions about crop protection to their growers. Tyrannus is a company that originated in Israel and is now based out of Indiana. Their multi-layer, high-resolution approach to image-based scouting combined with capable AI algorithms is significantly enhancing crop scouting operations. It was great to learn a bit from Tim, so let's get worrying. Uh, I've heard a lot about Tyrannus, uh, but I'm kind of interested in the name. Do you know if there's any meaning behind Tyrannus or kind of, you know, where the name came from? It Does it relate to a mission of some sort? So Tyrannus is the Celtic god of thunder. So rain, Interesting. weather, wow. yeah, yeah. Would you mind giving us an overview, kind of what Tyrannus Tyrannus's product offerings are, and kind of what the company's all about? Sure. So we're a, we're a digital agronomy company, and our our product is precision scouting. Okay. Um, we use a couple different uh, modes to get there, whether it's drones or satellite imagery. Um, we we provide a service from our uh, with our equipment and our, our labor, we'll uh, uh, have crop consultants, retailers sign up for our service. Okay. And then it's uh, it's usually it's some kind of a package, whether it's uh, three flights, five flights. And when I say flights, I mean smart scout missions, which is what we do with the drone. Okay. And uh, at the end of the day, it's all sounds very technical. And yeah. and uh, there's a lot of a lot of really high tech processes we go through, but we're, we're crop scouting. Right. Is to, to simplify it. Sure, sure. And so when you say that they're, you know, you specified the drone flights part of things. So there's kind of like a three-layer approach to what y'all do from from my understanding. And so how do, how do all those, you know, three layers, kind of that triage approach, how does that work? And how do you finally get to that that drone stage of your scouting missions? So if, and then I want to make sure I understand what your, how your perception is when you say triage. Sure. Um, we we don't we we try to not do anything reactive. We try to be very proactive with everything, mm-hmm. and whether it's through the satellite layers or whether it's with the smart scout missions with the drone, um, you know we want to be out there early to do the stand counts so so that if there is an issue, we've got an opportunity to to uh, uh, we we create the map via all of the stand counts that we did in the field and can actually write a prescription to know exactly how many acres needs replanted and and uh, and then put the put the prescription in the dashboard yep. export a shape file stick it in a monitor and go back and replant those very specific places right right and so yeah i guess i guess what i was wondering is how, how does kind of the satellite interact with what you what you do on the drone is it satellite kind of informing where you go with the drone which which fields get attention first how are y'all kind of using that layer so the satellite is supplements the 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 smart scout okay satellite layers are are uh they're very useful, mm-hmm. but with the uh, and not that that may not be the case eventually. Sure. But right now, 
Um, what we do with the drone is very much like a grid soil sample where we have everything's on a grid pattern so that we can apply analytics and statistics to the results and then uh, predict other areas of the field that's, that aren't being sampled. Sure. And, and if we don't do that in a grid pattern, the math doesn't work out. So sure. um, right now, the way we do it's the way it needs to be done. And the evolution of, of how we do things and what we do from, from when I started three years ago till now has been not three years of evolution, but more like 10 years of evolution, how, how far it's come in a very short time period in our, our processes and, and everything that we do. Yeah. Can you maybe talk a little bit more about the difference um, between the satellite imagery and the drone imagery and maybe like their, the pests that you could scout using each type of imagery and, and uh, how that all works. So the, the satellite imagery is an NDVI, just like we have seen on many other platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, we use, we use a company that provides a little higher resolution mm-hmm. than the t- typical 10 meter. We're using 3.7 meter, uh, resolution. So we do, we, it does pick up on things that, that, uh, the, the, the lesser resolution satellites don't. And, and we, we apply some analytics to, to that, that image as well. Using the standard NDVI, we take a, a series of days and it's, it's math. You know, yeah. mm-hmm. add and subtract, and okay. then we'll uh, show basically, which not to make it too complicated, but or make it sound too complicated, sure. but basically it's these pixels have trended downwards and, and or right. these pixels have trended, trended up. way mm-hmm. upwards and, and then the rest of the field's all doing what it should be doing. Sure. Yeah. So it's it's not by the pixel but we do we do uh, give an area of the field that have trended down sure. where that's at or or upwards and so so with that satellite imagery you know you're, you're really kind of getting this high level overview of the field yep. but but kind of the the bread and butter that you've talked about is is this you know advanced scout kind of grid sample resolution yep. so is that is that kind of taking rgb images at these different locations how, yep. how exactly does that mission work so the smart scout missions um the resolution at 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 stand count time, we take we fly a little bit higher, do a little bit bigger sample, and then the resolution is okay. about a millimeter. Okay. Wow. Um, <laughs> everything else, we we come drop drop it down in altitude, and it's sure. between 0.3 and 0.5 millimeters. Wow. So, and and we're doing the the 0.3 to 0.5 will actually identify weed species, um, nutrient deficiencies, diseases, uh, insects if we see them because we're taking a picture from up here straight down. So. Sure. Insects habits during the day are not typical of one to be out sunbathing. Mm-hmm. They're usually right. usually uh, hiding under leaves or, or in the soil. So sure. um, we do we do a couple different things, um, which it helps with satellite. If there's a flea beetle infestation or aphids or whatever, will show up on the satellite images. Mm-hmm. Or in soybeans, will actually uh, the AI that processes all this stuff sure. has uh, been taught to to uh, we call it tag. Right. Yep. Tag every shot hole in every one of the soybean leaves. Wow. And then and then it'll put the map to it and give you this percent defoliation, uh-huh. and then create a heat mm-hmm. map from that, so we can see you know where what parts of the field have more dense defoliation. Yeah, that resolution is real. That is really high resolution. That point three millimeters is that. Are you going straight from? Uh, your imagery to a grower recommendation, or is there some other step in the process between between that? Do your retail retailer partners take care of that? 
So um, at the current time, we are not making any recommendations. Mm -hmm. It's that's a, you know, that's something that in the future we may make recommendations of when we see a pest, um, you know, maybe this active ingredient and never any, any specific brand, but mm -hmm. you know, maybe this, this group of AI is active yeah. ingredients is good on this bug or this weed or whatever. Sure. sure. And so when you, when you currently think about like the actionable information that's delivered from the Tyrannus platform, it, it, does that kind of look like a shape file that comes out of the, the program that identifies hotspots for certain types of pests? I mean, what exactly does that look like for somebody to act on? So right now, um, we can the we can look at the field a couple different ways sure we can we can filter for um whether it's weeds or insects or nutrient deficiencies or diseases there's part of the the initial you know the landing page on the dashboard lets us pick how we want to filter our fields sure because that's a lot of stuff to look through right yeah <laughs> So yeah. I, I don't I can't I don't have all day to to look through all that. I need to know right now which fields need the most attention. Absolutely. So I pick weeds and it starts with the worst and then goes progressively better. Okay. Um same way with all the other, we call them insights. Sure. Or the field health trend that we do with with the satellite. Right. It can be filtered by any of the five of those. And then um from that you can dive into the field as deep as you want and look at look inside the individual samples mm -hmm. um, if you need to it's crazy i've, I've <laughs> scouted thousands of acres uh, from my desk at home yeah uh just by using the filtering function and finding out you know nebraska which fields have palm and which fields have water mm -hmm. in them. Yep. and yep. then i want to go ground truth that except i'm ground truthing it from my desk that's you know? pretty cool yeah and mm -hmm. uh, and then from those uh, we make uh, we'll generate a heat map for grass weeds or broadleaf weeds um, in the very near future, we'll be able to pick a weed if it's that Palmer or Waterham. Right. I want to make a heat map out of. We'll be able to do that uh, sooner than later. Sure. Um, but right now, what's what's going to be left if, if the weeds don't die? What's left? Palmer right. and Waterham. So. Right. <laughs> exactly. And and Zach, you you may I don't know I, I don't know if you're going to ask a question about this, but how important do you think it really is to be able to identify which particular weed species it is and and kind of get on it at a certain timeliness to make sure that it doesn't get away from you? Because I'm sure different weeds have different uh, different times at which you know if you let them get past a certain stage, they're pretty much uncontrollable at that point. Yeah, definitely, it is key to control some of these weeds when they're small. So that's where I see the a real uh, potential benefit to that high resolution is finding those weeds those tough weeds that you mentioned like palmer amaranth uh finding those when they're really small in that seedling stage that also gives applicators time to to get out to the field and and do that action and i think that's really cool about what tyrannus has that high resolution and actionable information for sure yeah i've uh i've i've saw uh scouting reports that we've we've uh got back after after scouting fields that uh have seedling weeds in them you could have covered up with a quarter wow that, wow. that, it, that actually identified that's pretty incredible I, you know it's what, what kind of made me think about that shape file layer and kind of what you know whether you're putting out some of these these hot spots is we had rantizo on the podcast here uh, their episode was released this past week and and sam was kind of talking about how 
um, more or less, they can get a map from, you know, Tyrannus or somebody like that and essentially plug it into those drones and they'll fly off to those hotspots and, and go ahead and take care of things. Or if I'm a retailer and have a direct inject machine, I can take the, the heat map and make a prescription to put extra means of trial in or, or sure. if it's the, the solutions <clears throat> have been sprayed post once already and I need to go just absolutely destroy where, right. the, where the Palmer is, I can make a prescription and just go nail that one place with a burner instead of having to spray a big area of the field. Right. So yeah, it's 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 really amazing being able to to uh, weeds is my thing has been for thirty years. Not that not sure. that the insects and diseases aren't, but you know we've got fungicides, and I've never I've never been an agronomist in a strictly corn on corn area. So bugs were more of a soybean thing. Sure. And so so you've so I, I guess we've talked a lot about you know what you can kind of see in these individual images and you mentioned earlier that, that this is kind of like soil sampling right where you go out and you take two and a half acre grids and so how exactly is, is tyrannus able to you know if they're only taking spot samples where you you may or may not run into that particular pest that you're looking for you know across that two and a half acres how, how exactly is it able to identify when that pressure may be enough for you to go out and take action on in your field or you know at least map out the entire field so we we uh the initial scouting trip is triggered by growing growing green units from planting date. Okay. So we all know how many GDs it takes for corn to come out of the ground. Right. One thing that we we didn't incorporate this year that we we will in the future is the soil temperature. Uh -huh. How many how many GDs did <laughs> we accumulate early when the soil never got above fifty during right. the day? Yeah. So um, and in that case, we we have some some human things that we can do to push or pull uh areas and and uh, make make sure the timing's right after that it's it's uh typically it's every three weeks okay now a lot of times the the second one needs to be before three weeks so that we can go in and we can capture that uh, weed species sure. yep. to know what we're spraying so right and that's all things that are in the works for the future is is uh, squeezing that window on the second one and then, mm -hmm. and then the third would be three weeks after that. And then if it's a, the five flight package, you know, then you get into, into, into VT and, or, or the R, R stages and soybeans sure. and, and, uh, even into grain fill or, or pod fill. Sure. And at that point, I assume you start really being able to kind of determine fungicide applications and, and some of those other applications beyond just doing weeds out in the field, weed management in the field. Yeah. Right? Yeah. We all know if we're getting into the R stages or, yeah. or VT weeds are, you know, the only, the one thing though, that, that we do, you know, we're, we're still, it's not looking for something specific. So if it sees weeds, it's going to, it's going to capture that and, sure. and, and bring it to notice. So, you know, we're, we're not only in the now, but now when I'm sitting down with a grower in the fall, I've got all this data that's, that's not scribbled on coffee spilled on notes <laughs> that we try to take right. or, or, or just from recollection of the growing season. Now I've got a lot of real hard data to look at and, and been planned for next year. Sure. And you mentioned earlier, plant the planter, you know, when we tag when we tag for stand counts, you can see the seed distribution in a row from from the tag from the tag boxes. And you can see whether the whether the planter is doing a good job or not, or it's skipping or or there's I had a planter that had one row that was doing three and then and then skipping two and then doing three and skipping two, did it through the whole field. Huh. So that's all, that's all things that, um, residue management, you know, sure. doesn't have a stand everywhere. There's not a stand there's, there's more residue. Yep. So it's, it's very much, uh, very much, uh, 
the same thing that a human could do, except it's it's the, the multitude of the information is is sure. so much more than a person could do. That uh, you know, the more the more information you have to make decisions, the better you are. Right. And so when you think about kind of the way that that you set up your business model, or, or the people that are typically purchasing. Tyrannus' services, are those typically uh, agronomic services providers? Are they co-ops? Are they, can farmers go out and buy this for their own acres? I mean, how exactly do you all set that up and, and provide it to folks? It, it could be, farmers could, but typically yeah. our, our business model is is more of a, uh, you know, retail, whether whether it's uh, independents or, or sure. co-ops or or whatever, and, and, uh, and crop consultants. Mm-hmm. And then they they would utilize us to sure. make make their business better and to give their better their growers yeah. better and more information. Yeah, I guess uh, from your ag retail experience and and that kind of perspective, um, like what are you um, what do you look for in ag technology as far as and how do you feel Tyrannus kind of fits that that ag retail like their needs really well from from so, that perspective. Like I said, I've always right. I've always been a big fan of data. But now now the, the agronomists, if we do have to go look at fields, I know which way to point the pickup when I leave the driveway. You know, the the fuel savings. I've got I've got a <laughs> potential mm-hmm. customer that's doing a lot doing a, a, a cost analysis now, right as we speak, huh. on how much fuel that they they're going to save by utilizing trans. Interesting. Um, you know, not that I want anybody not to have a job, but but maybe do more acres or do do the same acres more efficiently with without hiring extra people. Right. You know, for what what we cost is way less than it costs to hire full time employee with benefits. And, right. And again, not that I not that I want somebody to not have a job. But sure. Uh, but just speaking about that value proposition for somebody that's already got a business like this, that's you know, it's a big part of it. It really is controlling that part cost. Yeah. Yeah. No, that makes sense. Sure. And I guess in in your experience, so this is something we've been, I think, talking about a lot in some of our other episodes and, and thinking about a lot is is the role of that trusted advisor in terms of bringing precision ag to growers because growers don't necessarily have the time to to dive into the technology all that much, and you know the, the companies don't necessarily always have the the boots on the ground expertise to be able to provide that. And so, can you talk about that dynamic a little bit and just how valuable somebody that knows how to use this program is? Well, it doesn't work without that. And in in the trusted advisor, if they've got time to to talk to their growers about the information we've gathered for them rather than in the field trying to trying to rush through and I did it for I did it for too many years. I know how it goes. <laughs> right. you, know, you get out there and your your phone's ringing and and you're thinking about everywhere else that you should be instead of standing out in the middle of a cornfield and really picking up on the small details. Mm-hmm. And then you're not, yeah, you know, you leave a field, you might, you might actually download six, eight, ten things at the very most. Sure. And then if it makes it from here to to paper, by the time you forget half of it, that's probably doing good too. So now, now I've now I've given the trust advisor all this information to, to spend time talking to the grower instead of, you know, our, our, our thing is let us do the work for you. Mm-hmm. Let us, let us go do, let us go do the hard stuff. So you've got time to spend with your growers and, and, and make decisions and plan rather than, rather than trying to do a good job when we know we're not covering the whole field out scouting. Mm-hmm. 
So how does uh how does that work with combining this Tyrannus scouting with the drones and also the ground crew thing? Is there like a a certain amount of time a crop scout should be spending out in the field, but also kind of balancing that with the customer FaceTime? Um, like how does that where where is the balance there? Do you think right as far as ground crew thing goes? And, and I don't. There's not a number. Yeah. Um, almost all of my clients at some point do ground truth a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, there, we've got a, a scout app. We've got a Tranus connect as our mobile app. Okay. And if, if, uh, if a field shows up on connect, there was something that you need to pay attention to. Mm-hmm. So that's the, that's the, that's the new filtering that we do. You can still do everything in the dashboard, right. but, um, we, we started connect this year. Sure. Um, you get a, a, a grower in the advisor, get a message that says, we did these, these 10 fields got scouted yesterday. These two have this issue. So you need to go look at go it. Go look at it right now. Yeah. And then there's a scout app that, uh, you can pull the field up and walk right to the place rather than sure. It takes you right there. So, yeah. yeah. So, so just thinking about this, I mean, I've never crop scouted. You've done it for, you know, 20, 20 years before now, you know, Thinking about how much, how many acres you used to cover or how many acres your typical, you know, agronomist is out there covering, how many more acres do they actually cover at any given point in time kind of using this, this Tyrannus platform? I mean, how much do you think it really increases their productivity? It's kind of apples and and lemons because if a person went out on, on two, two legs and and, and collected a hundred data points in a 200 acre field, how long would that take? It'd take forever. Yeah. It'd take a couple of days. Right. A minimum. Right. So we go out and do a, it's got a couple hundred acres in 45 minutes. And then, and then go to the next 200. And, you know, a pilot, if it's kind of, it's kind of like anything in retail, whether you're spraying or yeah. spreading fertilizer, <laughs> if it's, if it's good going, they get more done. If right. It's, it's the little fields and they're, 40, up and down and 40 gates yeah. to go through <laughs> then, then it takes longer they don't get as much done right yeah. but most of nebraska it's a lot of core fields and, yeah. and uh, you know they get 1, 1500 acres a day then sometimes they get more than that done in a day yeah and then think of all the data points in that yeah one of the things that i've heard a lot from growers they really value um, having kind of these these interconnections so like for example guys that have um, john deere operations center they really love that they can bring in prescriptions from a lot of different different places. I assume that's an area that Tyrannus is looking at, or maybe they already have. Do you already have something kind of built into the platform for integration there? Um, ish. Yeah. <laughs> so um, APIs or something. I didn't even know what API was three years right. ago. Yep. <laughs> um, and I know I know that we're working on some on on uh, some pretty specific ones, and uh, you know that's something that's going to evolve with the rest of it. But right now, mm-hmm. I, I can make a prescription in the dashboard and just export the generic shape files and sure. plug it into anything. It's not it's not specific to any any one sure. d- display or. But it, just if you can do a generic shape file, we can we can export the prescription. I guess I kind of want to dig into your your own experience, you know, working with with growers and kind of working with this imagery a little bit more, and just kind of ask for I guess some of your honest evaluation of, of what you've seen out there. Are there any particular um, like stressors out there that that the Tyrannus system does a really really good job of picking up, and are, are there other ones that it struggles with right now? 
I would say that if there's anything that we, I mean, insects and corn we struggle with because sure. we're, we're, we're taking a picture down and like right. I said, they're, they're not, they're, they're, they're not fully there. waving yeah. a flag. Saying, right. <laughs> Come get me. Yeah. So uh, right. that's, that's an area that, and I don't know, I don't know how that's not going to get fixed with a, an image from above. I don't care how good we do it. It's got to be a change so, in how the fields are flown or where the sensors are located, something like that, in order to fix that issue. Right? There has to be something. Yeah. So I know in western Nebraska, you know, western bean cutworm is a big deal. Mm -hmm. So all my retailers out there know, know that they're going to have to go put boots on the ground when it's western bean time and look for those egg masses. Sure, sure. Um, you know, specific things for me, I know, I know that – I, I I probably am our our biggest complainer of any of our customers because I I know I know what I I would, right. how I would be if I was doing what I used to do. Yeah, yeah. And I try to make people go out and prove us wrong or that we've missed something. Mm -hmm. And not that we <laughs> haven't at some point, but maybe once or twice did we miss anything. Right. Over the thousands and thousands of acres that we've done. Um, if it is, it's a disease or a nutrient deficiency. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and what, what the AI is really, really good at is tagging everything. Sure. It may call a nutrient deficiency a disease or vice versa because they, right. look, they mm -hmm. look too similar. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, weeds, it takes 50,000 images for, for it to learn one thing. Sure. So weeds, we can cram down the throat from the greenhouse right. at UNL, the greenhouse <laughs> at Iowa yep. State, the greenhouse at K-State. You know, it's, yep. it's, it's easy to show it all those images in Absolutely. short order. Mm -hmm. nutrient deficiencies and diseases aren't always very specific how they present themselves. Right. So in conjunction with other things that are going on in the field and everything else. Right. right. A lot of times it uh, might be wind. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, especially in our world. Sure. And when you go West, it's really predominant where you get some, some wind early and it looks like that nutrient deficiency, right. deficiency here. Yeah. Um, but the, the thing I love about it is it still tags it. There, right. There's there's a loca there's a locator on where there, that there's is. something wrong here. We don't know what it yes. is. But if it's wrong. not a healthy crop plant, this is where it is, and you need to go look at it. Okay, interesting. And so, kind of uh, along that, maybe taking a, a sidestep from your experience, what what have been some of the great stories that you've heard from the people that you work with, and what have they said? Man, this is really valuable. That you were like, ah, I never you know thought of using it this way before, or, or maybe like I didn't realize how valuable that would be to somebody. I think the re replant's something that, you know, when I when I was a young man and started going to a K State, the yeah. first thing that our our my advisor, who was our crop science professor, you know, we had to learn Burchett's law, which I worked at Kansas Crop Improvement, and Lowell uh, Burchett was the director of crop <laughs> improvement. Burchett's law was ninety percent everything you can do for that crop's done when it gets planted. So sure. th that was thirty some years ago. Right. I shouldn't shouldn't, shouldn't admit that, but <laughs> but that stuck with me, and it's true. Right. You know, if you don't get that stand, you're you're behind eight ball for every star. So yep. that's the no, I probably hear that the very most is is with the stand. Sure. Second is weeds. Yeah. Um, making zone zone baths for application. Um, I've got I've got a couple retailers that that will uh, take the the weed map from the stand count flight, which is not identifying it's calling them grass weeds or broadleaf weeds sure and taking those those heat maps and and putting more residual on where the concentrations of weeds are more i'm 
intrigued to hear that there are actually people that are out there doing site-specific weed management already because, you know, we're still trying to get to the point where we have the tools, the machinery tools to do it. But people are, I guess, there's that much demand for it right now. Well, I think I think that, uh, you know, you probably don't go a, a day anymore in agriculture where you don't hear sustainability. Right. And and that's, that's a big part of it is, you know, we're all going to, you can't just go dump everything out there and, yep. and, and, uh, it needs to get very specific <laughs> the products we use and the amounts we use. And, uh, I think that there's a lot of folks, a lot more than I thought that's, that's working very hard towards that. Um, so I guess, you know, just continuing on, like what, are, I mean, is that kind of what you're most excited about moving forward is kind of the, the weed side. I know you said you did weeds for a long time, but I mean, what most excites you about the opportunity to use Tyrannus's product? Every single part of it. <laughs> I mean, not 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 being a company man about it. But sure, it's. I love I love being an agronomist. I love retail. As 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 crazy as that sounds, yeah. <laughs> I, I I fed off of retail. Sure, I've never done anything where I'm so excited and eager to get out of bed every morning and go talk to people about what trans does. Yeah. And then then the 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 direction that we have and the and the where we're going is, is endless. Right. So, you know, the exciting thing is what, what new thing are they going to tell us about the day that we didn't know? Was <laughs> sure. So even, even you don't even, I mean, sometimes there are things that come down the pipe that you weren't even aware of. And then all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is a cool feature. Oh, yeah. Our, yeah. our developers in the background are always dreaming, dreaming up new things or sure. Or te- technologies or ways to do things that, that we don't necessarily know about until if once we <laughs> know about them, probably gonna happen right right you know they're gonna be in the platform for you to yeah. for you to talk to somebody about before too long right yeah. so you mentioned uh sustainability and then your experience in ag retail uh and also now since you have uh now since you're working with tyrannus um now you probably feel like you have a lot more information than you had in the past have you learned anything about you know ag production systems or is there, you know, practices that you kind of like to see with your technology and like, what kind of are you learning um, just, you know, from agronomy and crop production? Is there something that you see working uh, really well for managing some of these tough weeds that you're talking about, getting that good stand? What, what kind of are you learning about? How can a farmer, like what's working? I, we're, we're a little bit in the infancy of being able to answer that question. And, mm-hmm. and, and the reason why is we've got one year worth of data. And, 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 and uh, yeah, there's things that we see that we're like, well, maybe you should do, do this differently. Do, uh, you know, you need to go get the plan. When's the last time you drove that thing out before March and wanted, <laughs> wanted, wanted to get it doctored up to ready to go plan it out. And so there's, there's a lot of things that we see that we, we, we want to do something with. We just don't have the years of data. I mean, it was, even as an agronomist, I was very almost crazy nuts with my growers about, you know, we need to be grit sampling and we need to do it. If we're not doing it every year, we need to do it every, every other year so we know, always know exactly where we're at. Mm-hmm. And we have all those data layers to be able to make the right decision with fertility. <clears throat> this weed weed thing like, we, like we're able to do, this is this is something that that we're doing right now that we never have been able to do. I mean, right. there's never been mm-hmm. anything that could capture the weeds and where they're at and the, the density of them in a field. So, to answer your question, we're gathering the data to be able to keep continue to evolve with all of that and and 
you know, maybe by next year they'll get some people already 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 are doing it. Right, right. So we've we've asked you about what you're most excited about, but I guess what I haven't asked you about is where where can people who are excited about Tyrannus listening to this, where can they find you? Where where's what range does Tyrannus cover? Um, you know, where are you available in the U.S. internationally? Can you tell us a little bit about that. So, uh, we're our uh, global headquarters is the suburb of Indianapolis. Our innovation centers in Tel Aviv, Israel. Okay. Um, we we have operations in Brazil, uh, Ukraine, Europe. Uh, gosh, I hope I don't forget somebody. Since this is getting recorded, <laughs> obviously the United States, but even in the U.S., it's basically. The Corn Belt, the High Plains, and the Delta. Sure. Mm-hmm. Yep. We, Concentrations of, of ag in the U.S., yeah. Yeah. For for what we do with op- operationally what we do, right. it has to be where, where there's something to do. Right. Right. Yeah. And I assume that, that California is probably not too far out from being able to get Tyrannus's offerings as well, but the products are probably pretty tailored for row crop agriculture. Is that the case? It is. I mean, we do, we do corn, soybeans, sugar beets, cotton, um, sunflowers, potatoes, uh, sugar cane. We do a lot of sugar cane. Interesting. Um, I don't want to forget something. A lot of edibles, (laughs) edible beans. Sure. I guess I should say, make sure and say edible beans in this day and age. Right. Peanuts at all? No, we don't do any peanuts. And, you know, you start talking about crops like peanuts. Yeah, yeah they, there's a lot of acres in the south. Yeah. But it's not enough acres to justify all the research it takes to be good at scouting. Right, right. I was just wondering because, you know, there are huge disease issues and everything yeah. like that in peanuts. It seems like there's a big opportunity, but it is the research element, right? Not not that we won't. Right. And at the end of the day, it's it's just, it's it's capturing and knowing, knowing, knowing what we captured. You know, we need to teach the machine how to identify the diseases and how to exactly. identify nutrient disease. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, it just takes takes a lot of time and a lot of effort to yeah. teach it those things. Not that we won't, because the more the more that it learns, the easier it is to teach it. Right. If that makes sense. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yep. If somebody you know is in one of these areas and they're like, "All right, I want to go check out Tyrannus," where where would you direct them first to kind of start getting a feel for what Tyrannus can offer? So uh, we have a website. It's uh, ag Okay, is the website, or you know, I can put my phone number if you want. Sure. So if, if you want to, I'll throw it in the show notes if you're willing yeah. to give it out. Yeah. My my phone number is four zero two two six nine zero seven nine nine. I'm the regional manager from uh, basically Nebraska, north to North Dakota and south to the Panhandle and, and, and west to Wyoming and Colorado. So Fantastic. Yep. I, I do a lot of driving. There you go. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> put a lot of miles on that truck. I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah. We'll, we'll put all that in the show notes so people can get in touch with you if they want to. For sure. Yeah. And, and if they're in Iowa or Missouri or where I can get them in touch with the right folks over there. Fantastic. That'd be great. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. Is there anything that, that we didn't talk about? We always like to ask for a piece of advice, but maybe before I ask for a piece of advice, is there anything we didn't touch on you wanted to touch on here today? Uh, I'm sure there probably is, but I can't think I can't of what think it, of it right, right now. now. <laughs> no, no, that, that, that enough, and the, the, the brain cells are fried right now. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> so the last thing we always ask people is if they have any advice for our listeners. And, and the specific advice that I want to ask from you is, is how would you ask our listeners or advise our listeners to approach how to use imagery to impact their crop production practices? 
So there's there's been a lot of imagery around that you could go get for a long time, mm-hmm. and it's all reactive. I don't know how many times I got a call from the, the grower in the combine, hey, can you go see me pull a satellite from this field and see, something see when you can mm-hmm. see something? Yeah. You can't do anything about it. It's just knowing that something happened, which right. is probably useless. Use imagery to be proactive in everything you do. And and we we've really got that solution to be proactive and 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 have actionability to to get get things take care of issues before they come become an issue. Thank you very much to Tim Pearson for taking the time to join us here on the Farm Bits podcast. I thought it was a really cool interview to to get a chance to do with uh, learning a little bit more about Tyrannus. Uh, it seems like they're really making some strides within the precision agriculture space. And I really like to hear about how they're helping make uh, crop scouts and agronomists more effective and efficient in terms of their acres by providing actionable insights at a very high level, very concise, saying these are the fields that need your attention and here are the potential problems to look for and where you should look for them. So I think that's a pretty pretty uh, cool thing that's being enabled by a lot of tech on the back end, high resolution imagery, AI. I, there's just a lot of opportunity there. Yeah, and one of those uh, applications that we could be using the technology that I really liked uh, would have been stand counts. I think that that could be used to find or troubleshoot issues in the field, such as a planter unit being a little off, or maybe an insect pest or a fungus pest, things like that, that we could go in and make adjustments to do a better job. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty amazing when he showed us kind of the demo after we got done with the interview he was able to identify volunteer corn in a cornfield. And if you think about how hard that would be to spot, uh, you, or at least you would think about in terms of an image, that's uh, kind of kind of incredible what the algorithm's able to do. Yeah, that was really impressive what he showed us there afterwards, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that, that'll conclude this episode of the Farm Bits Podcast. Next week, we look forward to continuing to bring you uh, new information regarding the precision crop protection opportunities that are available in modern digital agriculture. Look forward to seeing you then. Thank you very much. Thank you for taking the time to join us today on the Farm Bits podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts to be informed about the latest content each week. We welcome your feedback. So if you have comments or questions for us, please reach out to us over email, on Twitter, or in the review section of your favorite podcast platform. Our contact information can be found in the show notes. We'd like to thank Nebraska Extension for their support of this podcast and their commitment to providing high quality informational material to members of the agricultural community in Nebraska and beyond. The opinions expressed by the hosts and guests on this podcast are solely their own and do not reflect reviews of Nebraska Extension or the University of Nebraska-Lincoln. We look forward to you joining us next week for another episode of Farm Bits.